Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Switzer. I'm your host and I am the Clydesdale. We love to do fitness and these are my friends. The gang's back together. Mine is Charlie. I feel like it's been eight years. It's been seriously. So much has happened. So much. I've needed you guys so much. <laughs> Definitely. But here we are. Before we get into too much, we need to talk about our hashtag, road, road to 1,000, uh, our initiative to get to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube so that we can bring you better content. Um, we are working with RX Smart Gear, our title sponsor. They are sponsoring a giveaway where every time we hit the century mark moving forward, they are going to give away a customized original rx smart gear jump rope oh gee and really you know the best in the business in my opinion been using it for years love my rope um and they as dave newman said last week on this show uh even throwing in some little trinkets extra for every winner and that could be different each time uh, just a little surprise in your box with your original rx smart gear jump rope so Our are, are all five of my YouTube profiles eligible to win? <laughs> That's all I want to know. are not eligible to win. Darn it. Okay. But I can't tell. As long as your profile is public and I can see your name and you are not a member of this cast, you can <laughs> win an RX Smart Gear Jump Rope. If you have more than one profile, I can't tell you not to subscribe three times, five Telling times. You whatever do it and a family member of somebody on this cast win. uh an immediate family member of this cast should not be able to win can a dog <laughs> no. if your dog if your dog can jump rope he has thumbs he can, he can get on the internet and subscribe oh that was funny so those are the, as simple as the rules are. We are begging you. We are begging you, our audience, to spread the word. When we make a post on social media, share it out to your family and friends so they can see how to get involved. Um, tell your family and friends to hit that subscribe button. The faster we get to those century marks, uh, the faster we get a rope out to one of our listeners. And so we are really close to the 200-person mark. Whoa. 
So maybe in the next week, if we get a good push from everybody. I think after this episode, it's going to happen. There you go. I love the optimism. But it's going to take sharing. Sharing with everybody you know to hit that subscribe button. It's as simple as that. No cost, no charge, no fee. Hit that subscribe button so that we can get to a thousand subscribers. And that would be awesome because we have big plans for this podcast. Once COVID is done, we will, we want to go out on the road. We want to broadcast live from events. We need a thousand subscribers to broadcast live. So that's the plan. I think we need to make sure that every single person we've interviewed on the show is also a subscriber. That should be like a new rule. Okay. Right. Like we're not going to release your episode (laughs) until you subscribe. I wish we had that power. <laughs> could you imagine? We do. Yeah. We do. We could ask. We could ask at least. So anyway, moving forward into the news, we've talked about COVID, kind of putting a wrinkle into everything we want to do with this podcast. Uh, it's also across the country. Yeah, everybody, take a drink now. Across the country, uh, mandates, um, stay-at-home orders, curfews. You name it, it's being done across the state and gyms are getting shut down again. Last week we mentioned that CrossFit went in together with many fitness center um, people to form the CrossFit, or I'm sorry, the Community Gyms Coalition uh, to lobby for a $30 billion bill to go to Congress, get approved to help uh, gyms in need. And this is directly to gyms, not like what's been done before by the government, and actually will pay contracted workers during this time, which the other bill did not do. So it was in the morning chalk up this morning, the big push, and there's a link uh, to be able to email your congressman, senator about this bill. Yeah, and it's super easy. Like you click the link and you fill out your information and it goes to everybody and I mean, I'm only in Delaware, so there's only like three people it goes to, but I've gotten like robo responses from all three of the, you know, the congressmen and representatives from my state. So I know they got it. It couldn't have been easier to do. Yeah. So we we encourage you guys to jump out and do that. We all are employed by a gym or own a gym, and this could assist all of us. Um, You know, it's part of our, it's part of our income and part of what kind of pays for us to do what we can do here. So uh, we encourage you to do that and, and help those people out. And I think it's amazing that CrossFit has brought in other entities, you know, people that were the enemy for so long, you know, Orange Theory and um, Orange uh, CrossFit Mind Body, Orange Theory, Planet Fitness, Self-Esteem Brands, Exponential Fitness, and Zumba have all I mean- teamed together. The CEO and founder of Zumba is Eric Rosa's business mentor. That's awesome. Can you, could you imagine Greg Glassman even like sharing airspace with the CEO or founder of Zumba? I think it's awesome. I heard that on a podcast. I almost crashed my car. Yeah. Yeah. Planet fitness. Right. Yeah, but here's what, I mean, I get that, but like for me as a coach, I don't care. I, I'm so passionate about health and fitness that I don't care what it is that's going to keep you moving. Just right. whatever works. Pick yep. something. 
If Planet Fitness is it, fantastic. I agree. Yeah, I, it's I awesome. I think we all agree with that philosophy. It's the surprise that the cross CrossFit's embracing that, that we've known that that would have never happened oh, a yeah, year ago. Yeah, yes, I'm agreeing with you on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So make sure you get that link, get an email oh, awesome. to your representatives so that we can get this bill passed. And speaking of Eric Rose, you guys are doing awesome giving me segues. Um, he was on Talking Elite Fitness. And if you ever wanted to feel hope about the sport you love and the um, exercise methodology that you love, man, listen to that podcast on Talking Elite Fitness. He was awesome. I haven't heard it yet because I've been in a little bit of a work hyper-focus mode with, with the, the, with the challenges that life is bringing us right now. But, um, but I know you did message me earlier this week and you were like, if you need some hope, you need to go there and listen to that. <laughs> you, you texted me and said, I'm having a very bad day. Yeah. And I said, if you want to brighten your day, listen to that podcast. Yeah. Um, it, I was, I was, Kat, do you have any, I'm, I'll let you lead this one. I know you listen to well, it as well. Yeah, no, I just, um, you know, I put on social a couple like tidbits that just got me going that, that I thought were hysterical. Um, at one point in time, they were talking about the learning curve that, you know, Eric Rose has been going through. And, you know, I think Sean or Tommy was saying, you know, clearly you're probably, you know, past that point. And like, what have you learned so far? And he's like, listen, I don't want you guys to think that for a second that I'm not through this learning curve yet, because it's going to take a while. Um, and Tommy or Sean said something like, you know, it's like you're drinking through a fire hose. You know, we, we've heard that analogy all the time. <laughs> he's like, he's like, it might be filling up another orifice is what he said. And I almost crashed my car. Like I was on the back roads of, you know, coming home from the gym and I could not believe he said that it was hysterical. And the belly laughs that Sean and Tommy, you know, made after that comment was great. He's just such a good speaker and he just... I don't know, smart guy, you know how I feel about smart people. Um, he definitely is so humble and so down to earth and just so relatable. It's just so, so refreshing to have him at the home. It really is. Well, I think what's awesome is he just re-upped his level one for mm -hmm. the first time in like eight years. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, to show that it is important and it is something that he should do. Um, I love the, the inclusivity that they're talking about moving forward, having an adaptive athlete section of the CrossFit open. Huge. Like, my gosh, that's like, like how better do you expand the open than expand who you can reach? Right. Mm -hmm. um, like the, the thought processes that he goes through and he thinks about are at that, you know, we knew he was a good businessman coming in. Right. It's just at that level that you're just in awe of like the stuff they're coming up with. And he has to be surrounding himself with some pretty smart people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he even, um, he sent out a survey to affiliate owners um, and he talks about this in the, uh, in the interview where, you know, they have a lot of great ideas and things that they want to put their money into, but they're not really sure what a priority is for the affiliates. And they've never really gotten sort of collective feedback from the affiliates. So this survey went out and he, he encouraged everyone who got it to really fill it out because it's going to really drive the direction of where they spend their dollars. And we're talking things as diverse as 
My biggest concern is having people not be afraid of the virus and wanting to work out to, I need a platform that's going to help me run my business. Like, and those two things couldn't be, you know, further from, further apart from each other. And he makes such good sense in that, like, he needs to know what people are concerned about. And he, it sounds like they're going to take a fair look at what people are concerned about. And that's where they're going to put their money. And that's what they're going to prioritize, which is just like crazy, unheard of, awesome. So the one thing that really blew me away, and it doesn't surprise me because he's a data guy, but it was to come up with like software to be able to know how many, how many people you have in your gym, how long have they been with CrossFit and it attaches back to CrossFit headquarters so that CrossFit has this data that then they can market themselves to people uh, to get more money invested in because they have hard numbers of, we have this many people, this is our retention. This has had the average length of membership um, at a CrossFit affiliate. When you have those numbers and you can advertise to people about what you're doing and and try to get more investments and try to get more people that want to market your program. Right. And I or get 500,000 really- people in the open. You know, you, right. you're not going to do that if you're going to rely on the affiliate owners to do it because there's still probably a bunch of affiliate owners that don't care about the open. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting how that shakes out. Like I love the idea of the data, but then like the conspiracy theorist in me worries about some of those affiliate owners that don't want, all their information to be had by CrossFit, if that makes sense, yeah. um, who, who maybe don't see the advantages and just see it more as like, all right, well, you're trying to control my business and I don't want that. So it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. I am not um, of that opinion, um, but I could see people also resisting that piece of it. But the fact that they're working on like collective bargaining for things like equipment um, and platforms, you know, and CRM tools and things like that, that a lot of affiliate owners struggle with having to afford myself included, you know, the fact that they're looking at is a $3,000 affiliate fee right for every single affiliate. And maybe it should be tiered based on how many members you have, or maybe a garage gym that can't fit more than two people at once. Shouldn't have to pay $3,000 to be an affiliate. Cause like, it's not like I'm taking away from these big boxes that are down the road. And or, if you have a thousand know, members in downtown New York City, maybe yeah, you, you should pay more than three thousand dollars. Yeah, and exactly. and he did say, I do I do want to give him credit. He said, you know, we have affiliates that have been running on their own forever and have figured it all out, and we have a we have to walk that fine line of these people that are doing that, and then the people that need our help. Yeah. And maybe it's a different agreement. Maybe there's a licensing agreement, and maybe there's a like licensing plus agreement. Um, that people have and that you've got that sort of a tiered level of support and fees and data and platforms and all that kind of stuff. And if you want to pay into it and, and use all that stuff, you can. And if you don't want to, you don't have to. Yeah. I'm loving it. The, the tightrope is going to be the people that probably need it the most are the ones that can afford it the least. Right. And so yep. it's got to be that tiered kind of thing. But the data, the data itself is valuable to CrossFit. For sure. So maybe, hey, we get your data so that we can use that and you pay less of an affiliate fee. Right. You know, I don't know. We'll see. 
it, it just it's was exciting. amazing listening to a very smart man espouse on the plans of the future and um and it gave me so much hope and the, the level of transparency is just so refreshing that that i don't even know that he owes us any of that transparency either you know as as a ceo of a company like that i don't know how much he needs to share but it's very cool that he is sharing what he's sharing well and even to the point of like how smart of is it for us to send people to tanzania and three people are close enough to be able to get to that L1 cert. Yeah, there's more people in the country that may want it, but they're, they're still so far away from the hub, they can't get there. So what makes more sense, like an online version to go to Tanzania or us to send people in person? Right. And I'm just throwing it, he did not use yeah. Tanzania. I'm throwing that out because. And that's considered a different credential too, right? It's an online L1. And so there's a difference between an online L1 and a and an L1. Right. Um, and I don't know what that means in terms of, you know, can you own a box if you have an online L1, but at least it's, it's advertised so that people know whether you are an online L1 person or not, which is also, you know, that, that makes sense. It's fair. So check that out. Friends, Sean and Tommy did a great interview. Uh, it's awesome. in two parts on YouTube or one part on their audio podcast. Um, so go check that out. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is uh, Dave Castro was on Get With The Programming with Chase Ingram and Bill Grundler, one of my favorites. And uh, it, was, it was really, really a very refreshing version of Dave Castro. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys, did you guys see it? Negative. I did. So, so he was so laid back. Now, the majority of the interview is breaking down every event of the CrossFit Games. Yeah. And even going back in time and talking about other games events. So you have to be kind of a geek like us that actually wants to hear all that stuff if you want to do it. But the cool thing was, uh, and the takeaways are that this was the big quote I got from Dave out of a two hour podcast. And it is, if you're trying to program to make the event, the shock and awe or the, or the major impact, then you're programming it wrong because it's really the athletes that should be making it the awe moment yeah. or yeah. the, yeah. the shock and awe. Yes. And a lot of the events that came out this year, went through several iterations and at some points were very, very complex. And he resorted back to simplicity. I think one to go with the theme of back to the ranch. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing was when you get overly complicated, it's not as fun to watch. It's harder to follow the athlete. And so sometimes by simplifying it down, you get a better event. Thoughts? I, I thought it was great. Super interesting to hear sort of the evolution of the events and, you know, the different order that they were in prior to, you know, what we saw. Um, the fact that he was so relaxed at the games too this year, as in prior years where, you know, he's super, super hyper-focused and has 8,000 things to think about. And this time, all he had to think about were the athletes, the events, and the judges. Mm -hmm. That was it. And the other thing is when he started the programming, he, it was Madison with yeah. the full thing. Then 
it was aromas to 30 and then down to the five. And so it had to change to fit all that. And a lot of the stuff he said they did at Romas, they could never do again with more than five people. Right. I like keeping the secrets of the reverse run the trail. Yeah. It ha- it, like how it had to be at the end of the day. Cause if you give it a block longer than a three mile run, the athletes were going to know something was up. Yeah. Um, and, and stuff like that. And, um, I thought that that was just really cool how he kind of broke that down that he's been working on this for a year and it, and then he had to keep changing it depending on the venue or the amount of people that were going to be there, mm-hmm. uh, which was really cool. And then, um, yeah, the, the relax, the, just how relaxed he was in this interview was amazing. Well, I liked that. I like just making it simple, like keep it simple, classic CrossFit doesn't have to be fancy schmancy yeah the the best the best explanation was happy star mm. that that actually started as a crossfit kids seminar event for the kids to do after they were done with the day of seminar and they wanted to come up with something fun to do at the ranch yeah. and so they had the kids run different distances and it was an overhead squat it was a different barbell move because it ended up being thrusters instead of overhead squat and it, some and something else. And then it was going to be bar over burpees. And then when they built the rig, it was there for at, at Atlanta and, and then some other things. And then they moved that bar down for them to jump over. He asked it's like a, that was like a day before thing too. Like the bar, right. the burpee over bar thing. And Very so cool. it was, uh, it's just cool. I love that it came from CrossFit Kids. I think that shows how you can modify and scale everything that a kids event at a seminar ends up being a games event. Yeah. Yeah. And the I liked how he talked about the swim event and how it was always going to be just four rounds. And that when they went through it, he didn't like how everyone had to kind of like walk around to the pool to get back to the bike on the thing. And it was just kind of like a, Hey, why don't we just go the other way? Um, yeah. Super cool to geek out on like the evolution of, of all that stuff. Yeah. And I, and I agree with them. I think happy star and the swim event were probably the two most fun mm-hmm. events and, uh, and they came by like happy accidents Yeah, kind yeah. of the way they ended up. So it was really kind of cool. Oh, and like the bike event was originally going to be on like a flat surface, not on the field. And so that whole, the whole part about like needing to switch gears and, and it being like super difficult was, was never really a thing until the very end as well. Yeah. Yeah. You'd enjoy that one. So the next thing we want to talk about is our cat was published again in the morning chalk up. Uh, quoted in a, in a members only story, yeah. Uh, which Kat and I are members of the Morning Chalk Up, uh, but it's a great and it and the title of it is is RX still relevant? Yeah. So I I gave a much more long winded answer than what was published. As of course you know, of course Emily gets to pick and choose what she talks about. But it was basically the question was posed like, "Are you guys still RXing workouts?" And I went into my whole. You guys know how I feel about RXing. My whole philosophy about how I don't program for my best athlete. I program for my average athletes because I think it's a real bummer to not be able to do anything that's ever written on the board ever. <laughs> um, 
and we got into like a heated argument, not a heated argument, but a debate um, on the fa- the you know the affiliate owner Facebook page where people are like, I don't understand why you would do that. And I just kind of stuck to my guns and said, this is what I do. It might not be right for you, but it works for us. And, you know, leave it at that. And then Emily reached out and, you know, we got into like some more details about stuff, but it's all about me not calling burpees burpees because I literally have people that talk to their friends and say, oh, you should come and work out with Kat. It's great. Like you'd love it. Uh, and they're like, she's going to make me do burpees. And that's like legit been a, an excuse for why two or three people have never come to my gym because they're going to make shit. They think I'm going to make them do burpees. So I don't even call burpees burpees. I call them something else. And when people do them after a month or two, I like remind them that they've been doing burpees this whole time. Or like, they're, they're like, when are we going to start CrossFit? This is a CrossFit gym, right? Are we ever going to do CrossFit? I'm like, you've been doing CrossFit. <laughs> and they're like, I have, I've been doing CrossFit. I'm like, yeah, that's what you've been doing. So. And I love that model that you, you scale up. Yeah. If someone gets better and better and better then Hey, instead of doing what's on the board, you do a little bit more than the, and isn't that a different mindset of, Oh my gosh, I get to do, I'm getting good enough that I can do more than what's on the board. Right. Well, it's just like, I mean, teaching, I mean, you, you have to adjust on either ways to each student and, and it's the same thing for an athlete. You have to know your athletes. You have to know your students to adjust to challenge each one of them. Yeah. I just, I just feel like we always put the burden on the less experienced athletes to have to modify their workout. And I would rather put the burden on the experienced athlete to modify their workout because they're smarter, more experienced and, you know, know the, know the methodology better than somebody who's just starting out and let them figure out with my help what they need to do to make it harder. Why do I need to burden all the people that are just scared to come in in the first place and have to, oh, we're not going to do that. We're going to change it. We're going to do this instead and this instead and this instead. Like that is not fun. They want to do what's on the board and that's what they do. Yeah. I like it. I think you're, you're reaching a market that is tough to get into a gym. Yeah. And I, I mean, like I said, I have a different avatar than a lot of people have. So, and, and so be it, that's fine. I think it also is nice because it takes the pressure off of those athletes because I hear it so many times. Well, well, if I do it this way, my RX and I'm like, it doesn't matter. What's your goal? Like, do you just want to get a good workout? Then what does saying RX really mean? I think there's stigma and that pressure. So congratulations. Thank you. To our cat for being published again. I do want to kind of promote the membership of the morning chalk up. Um, the stuff you get daily in the newsletter is really good and I don't want to put it down in any way, shape or form, but they are short form articles for the most part. When you're in the members area and you get a, an article, it is not short form. It is like reading an old fashioned magazine with a lot of details. Um, I think your article was, if it was in a magazine would probably be a couple pages. Yeah. They're, they're beefy for sure. And they're, and his staff is so prolific. I mean, they put out a lot of content um, every day. It's, it's, it's quite astounding, the, the, the volume of information that, that comes out every day, it, at least for me as a premier member that I get to see. Right. Me too. I, I love it. it. Yeah, you get to see everything. And when you, if you have the app or it opens up to a bigger section and yeah. you get to go do coffee talks with Justin if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it like six bucks a month or so? I mean, it's, it's negligible. It's not a lot. Yeah. I paid for the year. I think it was Yeah, I did too. Si- 60 bucks, 60, mm-hmm. 
68 bucks, something like that. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's been definitely worth it. And I actually enjoy his coffee talks too. I think it's actually a, a, the best version of Justin uh, during those coffee talks. Um, so anyway, back to our podcast. <laughs> and Sarah Sigmund's daughter has left Nike. Yes, yeah. What's up? What do you think? That actually, that actually came as a shock to me. Totally, totally shocked. Um, she is now signed with Wit. Um, and Wit is more of an apparel company than a shoe company. Mm-hmm. And uh, the article actually said that she is free to wear whatever shoe she wants. Uh, but her apparel will be Wit now. And there are only really two other athletes that are signed to Wit. And Jamie. it's Jamie and Elliot Simmons. So uh, I don't know if that's a push for wit to. Um, so what do you think would happen if she wore Nike shoes? I think uh, she plans to. I think she will probably. Yeah. Because um, wit wit sells Reebok and Nike. They sell it all. They sell yeah. Noble. Noble. Too. Do they sell Noble too? Yeah. So did. All right. This is going to sound mean. I knew something was coming. Did they, did they have the desire to release her from her contract? That's a good reframing. I would say no. Because sales aren't based on, um, on how well she does on the floor. She has, she is tied for the most followers of any CrossFit athlete on social media. So that means she probably has more reach than, most of them um i feel like so this, is a, this is a loss show. i know sorry so this is like a loss <laughs> for nike but i mean because that's a big i mean nike if we talk about brands and and like notoriety of brands you've got nike and you have wit <laughs> like just to be honest right and right. so it just seems like an odd move um i mean she doesn't get the volkswagen deal because of what she's doing on the floor. She has it because she has 1.8 million followers on Instagram. Right. But that would be like, okay, so she has a, she has a deal with Volkswagen. Um, I can't even think of like, then, then it would seem weird that she would give up her Volkswagen deal to go get sponsored by Carvana. (laughs) Right. Like that, it just doesn't right. make sense to me. And I'm, again, I think she's awesome. Um, I just, it just seems weird to me. Like I would it, love to know the economics we, behind it. And like, we don't know how much wit wanted her and how right. much they were paying her. It could be a very lucrative deal. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, yeah. Go for her. Guidance in making some of these business decisions. Well, well it, yeah, that's the other thing. And wit started as kind of a coaching thing too, right? Like, mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe they're going to get her a coach. <laughs> that would be so nice. Somebody coach Sarah, please. I just wanted to say it before you did. So. <laughs> no, that's very uh, cool. Um, so yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, one thing that oh, I'm going to talk about next is something that was just kind of interesting to me. And that was like the Mayhem crew went up to Fort... Yes. Knox, Kentucky, yep. and ha- are hanging with Chandler. the Army Warrior Fitness Team yeah. and Chandler Smith. 
Now we talked a couple weeks ago, maybe, where was Chandler going to go once he got out of the army? That was eight years ago. And yes, we said mayhem, right? <laughs> you said mayhem very emphatically. Yes. I was hoping he was coming to work out with Christy and Patrick here in Polaris. Nice. Uh, but I think it's, it looks to be leaning a little more heavily on the mayhem crew. It'd be so cool. Why else would you have them all come up? Right. One, it's a great opportunity for the Army Warrior Fitness team to have that crew come in. Um, but they, they did, they jumped out of a plane, all of them, uh, which is crazy. Uh, oh. They all did workouts there. They all did kind of some drill stuff. Uh, they went to a shooting range. So there was a little mix of both kind of getting the sense of what was going on there. I just thought it was a really cool thing and kind of leans it towards maybe Chandler heading to, to Cookville. Well, I was on Chandler's story yesterday and I like, you know, was kind of watching it, but not paying it, like not fully paying attention. I was like, was that rich? Mm-hmm. Like it was a quick, and then I re, re and I was like, that's definitely rich, rich with the mustache. Definitely rich. And then I was like, that is so cool. You know, so. Ah, I, can, I would love for him to work out with them. He would be, I mean, he's so, you know, I think he's so good anyway, but like that would just take him to another level. And I have to say when I saw Rich again, because I mean, I follow Rich, but I have to tell you that, okay, I think Matt Fraser is an amazing athlete, but I just love Rich from, <laughs> I just love him. And that was really sweet. I, I, I mean, I, I like Rich too. Like, it just seems to be more of the open to the fans and I don't know. We can save that debate between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. I got a lot to say about that. So. Oh, okay. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. We, we have too much on the agenda to, to okay. dive off in that ver- that way. Okay. Um, I think they're both needed. I wish they would have competed at the same time more, but um, all right. Haley Adams came out that she wrecked her ankle two weeks prior to the games. You know, I think we all asked or texted or something about the tape on her ankle day one of the games. And then she has since released pictures of the ankle prior to the games. And it was ugly. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm, I'm a little conflicted, right? Because in many sports, it's, it's kind of the code to not blame your placement on an injury. However, seeing how bad that ankle was two weeks ago, and seeing her finish as well as she did at the, at the games, like, and I've had a sprained ankle that didn't look that bad and I was out way longer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that she didn't talk about it while she was there. Cause remember she let on that second night that she had a really bad night, like stomach pains and things like that. And she was really the only athlete that sort of showed her vulnerability if you will. And I think we talked about it the last time I said, like, that's probably a product of just her lack of maturity. Uh, not that she's not super mature for her age, but just, you know, in the sport. Um, so the fact that she waited until after the games at least to come, to come out with it, you know, was probably better than her, you know, divulging it on day one, like, Hey guys, <laughs> look at me. Yeah. 
and I'd actually watched Mayhem Monday and Rich was telling her to let people know. Like yeah, she, okay. He's like, the games are yeah. over. You didn't use it as an excuse in it. Like, just tell people. Yeah. You know, and so maybe she did it on his guidance. She's a one tough cookie, man. Ooh. Yeah, because that, I mean, when you can't see the knobs on the side of the ankle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the that skin was like, is black and purple. That was like 38-week pregnant Catherine ankle. Yeah. <laughs> and how she did, I don't know how she could run on that. Yeah. At all. Pistols. No way. Right. Now that was probably day one. She did have 14 days to kind of recover. So I don't know what it was that day, but I'm sure it wasn't great. Yeah. yeah. No, it takes angles a long time to recover. It, yeah, forever. All right. Well, now we're kind of sliding into the like our personal, more fun stuff. And Kat and I actually released uh, an episode for Beyond the Journal. Just want to let everybody know. Uh, it is Haley Marone. Uh, she had a journal story earlier this year. Yep, uh, end of September. And it's, it's a tough one. And, and I honestly, when we went into it, I didn't know how to even approach some of the topics. But she was so open about it, it made it really easy. And uh, we were able to talk to her about some pretty serious stuff. Uh, and so she was actually sexually abused from the age of four to the age of 10. And how that impacted the rest of her life uh, into her like 20s and maybe early 30s was very traumatic. And how she flipped that script is really, really amazing. Um, so check yeah, that one out. And super raw, you know, I mean, like you could, it's still, you know, she still deals with it. Right. And, and is, and is doing really great. But, um, you know, I, I can't imagine. Can't imagine. So, so the part that impacted me a lot was that it was a family member who had done it. And part of the family did not believe her and supported the family member and how that impacts a 10 year old child. Yeah. Like that was, that was unreal to me. Mm -hmm. And so I highly recommend that episode. It, because she is so open and raw about it. Uh, and it got pretty deep. Um, yeah. And she's a total badass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she even tattooed her own leg. Uh, she was a tattoo artist for a while. And Kat asked her if she'd ever tattooed herself and she picked up her leg and said, yeah, that one right there. I love it. That's <laughs> um, so yeah. But anyway, check that out. It's awesome. Um, it's on our YouTube channel that you can see this as well as its own audio platform beyond the journal with the Clydesdale and Kat. So now I just want to check in with you guys. It's been eight years. It's been a long eight years. So, how are things, Kat? Uh, yeah, eight years. It's been a while. Um, well, gee, let's see the roller coaster of things. So, another death in the family. My stepmother died suddenly. Um, complete shock to our entire family. Um, I had to, you know, spend some time with my father. He lives in South Carolina. So, I like literally got a phone call and like drove eight hours to be with him 
Um, and what should have stay taken with him. nine? So I know it should have <laughs> taken me nine and a half, probably. Um, what's up? Wait, it should have taken you what? Nine and a half How long hours. Eight. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, you know, that sort of threw us for a loop. Um, I was out for a week, you know, no clients, that kind of thing, because I'm my own coach here. So I don't have coaches that work for me or anything like that. So had to do that. I did find a gym down there and it was awesome. Uh, shout out to CrossFit Crescent Coast in South Carolina. They were awesome. Um, they did comp train, which was really hard. Um, and I'm not used to it, <laughs> but I went four days. I went Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, and I wouldn't have gone if the people weren't as nice and, you know, open and welcoming as they were because like the workouts really sucked, but, um, it was good. So I did that, came back. Um, I'm trying to think of what else like is going on. We are supposed to go to Florida on Saturday for a week on vacation. Um, I think we're still going. So we'll see. I don't know if Delaware will let me back in once we come back, but maybe it won't be so bad getting stuck in uh, the Keys of Florida. The so we, Keys? Yeah, we're going. Yeah. We're staying. We're staying in Almorada, which is halfway between like Miami and Key West. Okay. So it's like on the way down. It's like Key Largo, Almorada, Marathon, and then. Key West is down there. We'll, we'll go to Key West for the day, but it didn't seem like a fun place for the kids to, for us to stay, you know, with teenagers. So we're just staying at this resort. They have a pool. There's a beach. Teenagers will like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Especially my teenagers. Right. Um, so we'll see. So I'm just geared up for that now. I'm like trying to pack. I have no clothes that fit me, summer clothes, and it's cold here in Delaware. So I don't know. I told everyone, I'm like, I'm just wearing a bathing suit cover up and we're going to just stay in the hotel for a week. It's fine. That's that. Okay. Amy? I'm emotionally and physically exhausted. I have whiplash. Um, part of that is just being a business, you know, being a business owner and having to make tough decisions that, um, you know, is this for the safety of children and for adults and, you know, the staff. So I've been stressed with that as far as COVID is concerned. I've been stressed about, are they going to close the gym? Because I'm worried about that for my own mental health. Um, so right now things are pretty gray in our area, meaning that they are making strong recommendations on stuff, but not necessarily closing anything. So like we have a curfew issued, which means that COVID can't happen between the times of 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. I don't know if you know that. It's not true. <laughs> not possible. <laughs> so um, so just kind of emotionally like exhausted from that whiplash of like anticipating what the announcements are and then making adjustments and making plans and 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 trying not to be personally freaked out by stuff, which which I'm really not personally freaked out about. Um, me personally getting it, but as I was talking to Scott earlier, it's more so the burden that if I were to get it, that it places on other people um, and for the people around me and wanting to keep everybody else safe. So um, I'm just trying to get through each day <laughs> with it. Yeah, I, uh, so Corey's coming back on Saturday. Oh, again. Well, oh, well, this, that's, for, this that's was, for Thanksgiving, right? This was the plan. They were mm -hmm. to come home at Thanksgiving and not go back until next semester. Um, so 
we'll get back to that in a second. But so I went back home for my dad's memorial service uh, before last week's episode. Um, and then I had to go to the doctor and my legs were really hurting. And here from the travel, my legs swelled up and got bruised because nothing can go right in 2020. Got bruised inside the casts that they had on my legs. So they've been trying to put different stuff on it to get it to kind of heal and not squeeze so hard that it, that it hurts. But basically what I did all last week was drink so much water that I just peed and peed and peed and peed and all the swelling is out of the legs now. And so the pain has really dissipated a lot. Um, I also started to work out again last week. I was, I kind of complained to Amy one night, <laughs> like, this is the hardest it's ever been for me. Um, it, after that, that pick line in my arm, like it hurts so bad the next day after every workout. So I've done two last week, two this week, and I'm trying the street parking stuff, which I actually am really kind of enjoying awesome. uh, quite a bit. And they have a sandbag option, which I love sandbag work. And so that's been fun. Uh, I don't do that every night, but I'm really going low weight and not trying to push, maybe decrease the numbers a little bit just to try to get myself back in. And today for the first day, I don't feel so bad. Good. Uh, upping vitamins, upping, like trying to get rid of all the junk in my body and, and just lots of water, lots of vitamins, trying to do, do the best I can there. Uh, and I, I'm actually going to give up drinking till at least Christmas. Nice. Christmas will be tough depending on what we can do and what we can't do. Uh, but I just think my body can't take that and working out right now. Sure. Well, give yourself, yeah, give yourself a chance to heal and, and get better. I, I had my first beverage since Indiana, uh, my first alcoholic beverage. I don't even, did I drink it? Yeah, I did. Um, I had an orange crush at uh, brunch on Sunday with a girlfriend of mine. Went to brunch. An orange crush. Oh, it's like vodka and freshly squeezed oranges. And I don't know what else, but it's like a Dewey Beach special thing. Dewey Beach is a beach in Delaware that is super cool and has a lot of alcoholics in it. So lots of drinks. But I ordered some goat wine, the Shearston. I found my buddy who lives in Pennsylvania because they don't ship to Delaware is going to receive it for me. Nice. So just to finish back to the quarry coming home Saturday, I've been, I've been almost anxiety ridden about having to carry the stuff up and down the steps as bad as I have felt mm -hmm. with these workout workouts. Um, and we have to take everything home because they are deep cleaning everything. So it's like we have to move her all out and then back in in January, maybe. Mm, um, hopefully. And then the last thing is, you know, it is Movember and you talked about Rich with the mustache. I have not shaved, trimmed uh, for all of November and it is driving me bananas. But I could help out Santa Claus come. You're looking like it. You're looking a little white right there on the beard. It's a lot white. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot white. It's a lot white. Yeah, I no, could. Never, yeah, I haven't seen it that white. Yeah, it's and it's thick. You are over 
Well, I have also not shaved. Um, <laughs> Got some chin hairs down there in too. November. <laughs> so I'm going to, you know, in solidarity, Scott, I will leave this lone chin hair to go for the month. We'll see how that shapes up. All right. Well, here's to hoping we get better news soon. Because like Amy said, it's not connected to 2020, but good gravy. Like we've lost family members on this podcast. We have seen dramatic shifts in the way we can do things. And um, so, yeah, let's hope that that changes soon. None of us so, have gotten COVID. True. Just saying. True Charlie too, right? Nope. Nobody. Not gone. So let's go to our stupid questions and have a little fun. Okay, 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 okay. So, what is your favorite food that gets served traditionally at Thanksgiving? And traditionally meaning at your home. So it can be whatever gets served at your home. What is that thing that you look forward to the most on Thanksgiving? Cat? Green bean casserole. Is that a Delaware thing or does, do people know about that? It's okay. a Pennsylvania thing for sure. So you have to make it with the French green beans. Yep. yep. And my mother makes it with cream of chicken soup, not cream of mushroom soup. Oh. Um, and of course the French fry, the fried onion thingy-madoodles. So yes, all the time. I can eat it cold. Love it. Amy? Okay, mine's going to gross out people. We always have a traditional stuffing and then my family, like my growing up family makes oyster stuffing. Ooh, that sounds good. Love it. It's basically oysters, crackers all smashed together with half and half and butter. That's basically what it is. And it tastes fabulous. Do you stuff the bird with it or no? No, no, no. That's okay. separate, it's a separate side dish. Got it. So I am all about the traditional stuffing. I want it crispy on the edges, soft in the middle. Um, yeah, it's, it's a recipe that I, I know it, that at least came from my mom, maybe probably further back, uh, that I make to this day. Um, and it is so, so freaking good. But I do have to say this, the one thing I hate is turkey. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I do without the turkey too. I just want the sides. So I am going to try to smoke a turkey this year. Cool. For the first time ever. Just because that roasted turkey is so freaking dry. Yeah. So maybe if I smoke it, it'll keep some juice to it. Yeah. And we're going to be living out of a hotel on Thanksgiving. So I have no idea what Thanksgiving dinner is going to look like. We have no plans so far. And then they'll close all the restaurants and then you'll just right? have... Saltines Seriously. and coffee. <laughs> if if my kids had their way, we'd go get sushi. So that's probably what we will do. That would be my daughter's pick. Yeah. All right. So here's the serious question of the stupid questions. During this crazy year, what are you most thankful for? Amy? My family. Of course. <laughs> You got to get Schmoopy in there somehow. Schmoopy had a football season on his senior year. <laughs> That's what it is. 
Smoopy's football season. What about Natalie? She needs some love on the podcast. I love Natalie. Wait, you have a daughter? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm kidding. I do too. No one would know. We just had her banquet last night for cross country. It was virtual, but we did, had our family together. And then they all had these little um, boxes that they got to unwrap while we were watching the, the virtual awards thing. And she got the scholar athlete award. Awesome. So that was exciting. Kat, what are you most thankful for? My puppies, of course, all three of them, mm-hmm. my doggies. We had a we had a close call with um, Bumper today. He had to have a abdominal ultrasound because he's been losing weight. He went from 102 pounds to 88 pounds in like six weeks, uh, six months. Sorry, and so uh, I drove him to the ultrasound place today, and he's got a little shaved belly, and he's fine, totally fine. They didn't find anything wrong with him, so the next next up is like food allergies which is like the best thing that it could be so my puppies because i've been home so much and everyone else has been home and they've just been around and they're just the best they make me so happy so what happens to the puppies next week um we have a a family member that's going to stay at our house which is perfect because there's no way i could afford boarding for three dogs (laughs) be way too expensive she comes she the house will be nicer when we get home than when we left it like she's that good. Yeah, if I took my daughter out of my house for a week, it'd be better in a week too. <laughs> yeah, right. True. <laughs> no, thank you, Karen. She does a great job, and the dogs love her, and she loves the dogs. So I am most thankful for you guys. Aww. I, I mean, I love my family too, and I'm thankful for them. But you know, this podcast has been awesome through this COVID thing. It has given me so much and uh, all the guests we've had have been awesome. Um, And to open up and share their stories with us, you know, like, right. And it's um, to go from, I think that first month we had a total of 60 some downloads last November to where we are today has just been a cool ride. Um, we've gotten to know like people around the sport that actually know us by name now. Like it's been, and I don't think it could have happened if COVID didn't happen. I agree. You know, so I think it's like my one blessing during this year that a lot of things didn't happen. This happened for us. And I don't think it could have happened any other way. And just to let you know, we got our 51st country today. Oh, what was it? Nepal. Oh, fancy. So welcome all you listeners from Nepal. Welcome. So (laughs) cool. That is so cool. So yeah, it's like that, like that. So how is that even possible? Are you saying that I can put on my resume international podcast co-host? There you go. I feel like a big deal. I do. It is a very big deal. All right. So we're done with those questions. And now we have to announce our next two guests and maybe three. I got to get your opinion because we're not yeah. going to be back together until the following when, like Wednesday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. So there'll do be it. three releases between now and the next time you see our beautiful faces. <laughs> and so this Monday night, Kat, you want to take this one? 
You're, you're doing the production on it. Yeah, Monday night. What did you say Monday night? Monday it's Monday morning. night. Monday morning. Monday, morning. Monday, Monday. Uh, I don't know. Just like the second fittest man in the world, Samuel Quant, maybe? Maybe. maybe. Uh, actually, yes. Samuel Quant. Monday. Cool guy. And, cool and guy. his baby. And his baby. Oh, yeah. His baby joins us for the first 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So That's if you just want to see a cute baby, you get that for 15 minutes. I don't know if any of these other podcasts that have interviewed him has had his kid in there. Has allowed the baby. I missed that one too. I'm so bummed that I missed that recording. So, boo. So, Amy, do you know what Wednesdays is? I think so. Does it start with a J? It does. Yes. Okay. CrossFit OG. <laughs> He's one of the best movers in CrossFit. Long yes, time staff, James Hobart. Love it. Yeah, so that was awesome, too, to talk to one of the OGs of CrossFit, what, three-time team games champion on two different affiliates. And affiliates are coming back now next year for the team's part, so got to live in the place you compete. So that was awesome. And then the following Monday, so giddy, I I saved this one for me. Okay. So one of my favorite people in all of Mm -hmm. CrossFit can't believe we got this person and uh, it has a Cookville connection with our Wednesday guest, uh, but it is Tasia Persevich. Awesome. Haley's coach at the games this year. We talk about that. We talk about kind of her journey from birth to CrossFit and how that kind of happened. And uh, gosh, it was so much fun. And gosh, made my day. Yeah. Before she, and this was before she fell out of an airplane on purpose. Right. It is. Yeah. Yeah. We actually left that interview with like a half of my notes, not even touched. And then she jumps out of an airplane since the interview. (laughs) And we could have talked about that too. So. Yeah. She was, it was, she's so easy to talk to. But I know why I like her now, because every time I asked her a question, she couldn't give one answer. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She did. <laughs> Amy, you would have died. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yep. So now I know, I know the connection between Tasha oh. and myself is that neither one of us can give one answer. All right. So now we're to that f- best part of the week. Uh, favorite thing from the internet. Amy. Should I pick one or two things? <laughs> it's your party. We're coming up on an hour. Can you make a quick pick one? <laughs> I'm going to pick that. I didn't know that our CEO, Eric Rosa, could play the guitar and sing. Mm. And I saw that, I think, on Mars Media Instagram. I think uh, they were all together and he was uh, playing the guitar and singing. So that was pretty cool and i think we should get the band together of eric and dan bailey and see what happens there's been conversations i've heard just to let you know how cool would that be it's a cat um i'm get, i have to go with what is happening with patrick vellner and brent fakowski on instagram uh it is making me smile and giggle all day <laughs> every day, the back and forth between the two of them. I'm not even sure what's happening. I think they're having some kind of online competition, head to head, 
but all the smack talk is just super delightful. It's, isn't it like the bro throw down, bro down or bro down, throw down. I should have done better research, but like Reebok is sponsoring it or something. You can buy shirts and it's just really making me happy. The thing that's cracking me up is Brent always having food constantly shoved in his mouth as he talks. (laughs) So good. And, And not gracefully. No. Like, you know that his shirt is covered in whatever he was eating. Uh, Two of them. So mine is not CrossFit related. So I I brought this up a couple episodes ago. It is 10 Questions with Kyle Brandt. It is a little podcast that I like to listen to when just I don't want to listen to CrossFit for about an hour. And he has celebrities on where you ask them, 10 trivia questions and it makes a connection to them personally to then interview them about that after the question. Hmm. And so episode nine was none other than Andy Dufresne and his real name is Tim Robbins. <laughs> I typed it down just cause I knew I was going to forget. Uh, married but, to Susan Sarandon, right? I'm I'm married, married. Not married. Oh, they're, they're partners. together. Yeah. Whatever. It was riveting. One, I don't know if you know this, Kat, but Shawshank was actually filmed an hour north of where Amy and I live. Oh, cool. And so he talks about that he stayed with a Seventh-day Adventist dentist (laughs) for the filming of that show and that it was quite the experience uh, while he was filming Shawshank. They didn't have like a budget to get him a hotel room or something? That seems weird. I love it. Good story. Uh, and he had stories about everything. Um, I loved, he talked about how comedy is much harder for him than drama. And so that he tries to sign up for bit parts and comedies to work on that, even to this day. Um, you know, working on your goat, right? Like us CrossFitters do. But it was, it was just a really cool hour of him just storytelling about all the stuff he's been through. Guys won a couple Academy Awards, you know, hanging with Susan Sarandon forever. He talked about throwing out the first pitch at baseball games and, and not wanting to disappoint the crowd because they expect him to be Luke LaRouche. Yep. <laughs> and that, so like he can't, and he's, he said, I've never bounced one in. I've never, he said, I would even say all of my pitches have been pretty close to the strike zone. All hittable, not sure they were all strikes, but all hittable, uh, which was kind of cool. That's like my biggest fear is having to ever do that. (laughs) (laughs) Mine would be like go into the outfield. (laughs) Could it be any worse than. uh, Oh my gosh. Fauci. Fauci. Yeah. (laughs) Probably. But not as many people would know me. That's all. (laughs) I think we'd be in good company if it was a bad one. (laughs) All right. So that is this week's episode. Uh, We want to remind you one last time. Hashtag road to a thousand. Hashtag. Hashtag road to a thousand. Uh, we really want to get those subscribers up so that we can bring you better content. Michael uh, Andrek, tell your whole family to be subscribers. Yeah, there's no excuse. Not just Michael, everyone that listens. Right. But specifically please tell Michael. your whole family. We want your family, your friends, your doctors, your lawyers, whatever, you know, tell everybody. Uh, and who knows, maybe they like fall in love with our podcast. Good, probably. So, with that, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, 
hit the notifier so you know when we're putting out some new content. Um, we love the comments. They've kind of slowed down a little bit. I'm a little disappointed with some of our regulars uh, <laughs> because the comments, Come on, uh, Jackson, they, they mean a lot. Uh, and I, we love interacting with you guys, whether it be on YouTube or social media or wherever you can get in touch with us. Amy, say what you're going to say. What are you going to say? Bacon, bacon, you too. We need some comments. You've been a little slow lately. Yeah. I think the most recent one was Sherry Schweitzer. I was going to say, Sherry doesn't disappoint ever. Right. So we need everybody to like start commenting and subscribing and doing all that stuff uh, just to help us out. Uh, we have, we've been blown up the last couple of weeks and we are so happy about that. Um, we got really good interviews at really the right times and uh, had a couple quick blowups. Um, our episode, not to brag, but one of our episodes last week in 10 days became our fourth highest rated uh, interview ever. Very cool. So, uh, and another one was not far behind. <laughs> so that has been freaking awesome uh, to say the least. And with that, we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Bye. See ya. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.